Hodgebat Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, live from the Baylor Club, hard by the Brazos River. And um, talking to Joseph Hoyt from the Dallas Morning News now on the Matt Mosley Show. Joe, have you confirmed that that was the Pac-12 commissioner at that uh, basketball game a couple of weeks ago? I love how y'all had great, you know, pictures of him, morning news, photos, and it was kind of like SMU would not respond. They would not uh, confirm, but uh, I believe that was the Pac-12 commissioner at the SMU game. Joe, isn't it interesting? There's excitement around that, but there's also a lot of weirdness coming out of the Pac-12 right now. Are you... uh, how are you sort of uh, taking in all this? I guess the SMU people are, are just excited to sort of be in the conversation, aren't they? Yeah, they definitely are, even if that means um, hoping that George Kleofkoff was actually there. I mean, I talked to a lot of fans who, you know, we, me and the athletic, Chris Vanini from the athletic, were out there looking for George Kleofkoff because it was one of those things where we knew he was there, but where was he? And we had to confirm it, obviously. So we're walking around the entire Moody Coliseum looking. And I had multiple SMU fans coming up to me. It's like, hey, if you're looking for George Kleofkoff, he's right down there. And they point to a random guy on the baseline. And I'm like, I hate to break it to you, but that's not George Kleofkoff. Uh, so I think they're, they're excited. Um, you know, there's a, there, there was a, a vibe at that basketball game, even though, you know, it wasn't fully attended. But those who were there were, you know, wearing Pac-12 stuff. You know, they were – they wanted to almost look at it as a coronation of some sorts, and obviously there's still more things to be sorted out before anything gets done, but um, I think SMU fans are excited about the possibility of heading west. What do you think, though, when you see all this Pac-12 media news, um, CBS out of the running, only ESPN, and maybe some of the streamers? I mean, it's one of those weird things. You you want to be in a Power 5 conference, but you kind of hate the fact that it, the that that conference seems to be in peril right now, and there's just not that much excitement around it. Um, I, I guess that doesn't matter that much, does it, to SMU fans? It's kind of like, I as long as it's Power Five, we want it. But but the sad thing is, I mean, American Athletic Conference has been pretty, you know, been a, a pretty strong conference. Obviously, the Big Twelve wanted teams from there, so it is kind of weird to be yearning for a different conference, even while that conference has a lot of uh, at least sort of negative PR happening. Uh, do you think, Do you think you know, almost SMU people have some kind of mixed emotions right now uh, surrounding all of this as it swirls? I don't know if mixed emotions is the right way to characterize it, but I think that there is excitement with a little bit of risk um, mm-hmm. because SMU fans have been here before. They, they thought going to the Big East was going to be that big step that, you know, would take them to, you know, feeling like a Power 5 conference. And ultimately, we saw what happened there. That dissolved and turned into the American, and, and SMU was kind of back at square one. I mean, there's fear that SMU is going to join the Pac-12, and then the four corner schools are going to end up in the Big 12. And it's like, oh, no, we just joined a sinking ship. Um, but, you know, ultimately, if you, do, if you still go to the Pac-12 and you lose the Arizona schools, Colorado, and Utah, you know, I, it's still some pretty good competition there. It's obviously some brand recognition. But I think SMU right now, if they're having to debate, you know, one thing, it's, hey, do we want to spend a lot of money to get into the Pac-12 up front with the risk that this Pac-12 is going to dilute in value immediately? It's kind of like, you know, investing in a car and then driving off the lot and like, uh-oh, I, this is not the car I wanted, and now I can't take it back. 
Um, but I think there is a lot of excitement about the possibility, even though the Pac-12 does have some drama. I think anytime a conference puts out a, hey, everything's fine statement, it's not good news. Um, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there with the, the TV rights deal, which the Pac-12 has said is coming, quote, very soon. Did you ever get close to talking to Joseph, Joseph Hoyt for the Dallas Morning News uh, as you were pursuing uh, Klavkov, uh, the, uh, the commissioner, and you finally kind of, you know, obviously people got photos of him. You confirmed that is indeed George. Like what was the – I mean, I know you're an intrepid reporter. You like to kind of get, uh, you know, in there and mix it up and get as close as you can. Was there kind of security? Did you ever kind of get close in the, uh, to the suite that he was in? I mean, that had to be kind of an interesting uh, deal as you kind of walked around. I mean, it's not that huge of an arena. So it's not like, oh, my gosh, he's in this massive place. You, you were getting reports he was in there. What was, the, what was the closest you came to actually maybe being able to, to shout a question at him? Yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, you know if you talk to him, you wonder what he would even say. Um, yeah. But, you know, we obviously wanted to confirm he was there. So I, the closest I do get from a literal – perspective was i walked up to the section right below his suite and was about 10 rows below him and i was looking up and I'm like okay i think that's him now so that was like <laughs> as close as i did but then me and uh, chris vanini from the athletic waited at the elevator after the game to the suites where he was um we waited there for about 10 minutes before someone from smu uh kicked us out from there so we tried um but uh, uh you know i i thought about ye- yelling a question or two from from the game but i don't know if you would be able to hear it it it, it all was pretty uh it was it was pretty wild to be to be honest i think you have every right to that elevator area uh (laughs) yeah i think you could stand your ground there now what about this rhett lashley that was interesting to me yesterday y'all had uh, some availability in the smu coach and you're told hey no questions on the pac-12 is But it does seem like at least you got something in where Lashley knew what y'all were talking about and was able to talk about, you know, their their recruiting. That's a fascinating thing. Part of this is is SMU has to think about the 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 possibility of the Pac-12. Do they need to raise it to a different level? I'm even hearing the Houston coach already saying, well, we're not there. You know, Dana Holgerson, we're not – our facilities aren't there. We're behind. I mean, honestly, he sounded kind of whiny about it. Um, Are you sensing with this class all the transfers, everything, that that there's a lot of sort of power five in mind as SMU is out on the recruiting trail right now? And how much do you think they're bringing that up with with, uh, high school players? You know, like, hey, this, there's a great chance we c- you could be going to a Power 5 school. Um, you just got to sort of be patient. How much do you think that's coming up in the, on the recruiting trail? Yeah, I, I, know, for, I know for sure that they're bringing it up to high school recruits. The pod, not specifically Pac-12, ACC, Big 12, whatever it may be. But, hey, yeah. we are going to be a Power 5 team um, soon. That is, that's obviously a selling point. I mean, if you look, SMU um, has two recruits. Um, already committed in the class of 2024. The, one of them is a quarterback from Florida, three-star quarterback. The other one is a four-star recruit right here from Dallas who, you know, is fantastic. And maybe that's a guy that usually they don't get, especially this early on, um, to commit to SMU. But they got Jamari Wildman Collie to commit, and that's huge news. Um, and I think that's something they're probably even selling to some of these guys in the transfer portal as well. I mean, if you look at their running back, if they're backfield next year, 
they have three former top 10 running backs in the country um, committed, you know, including, you know, one's from Texas A&M and others from Miami. And then Kamara Whedon, who transferred last year, is from Alabama. Um, so they got a lot of talent coming in. Uh, I highlighted P.J. Williams specifically, a guy who was dismissed from Texas A&M after he was arrested for marijuana possession. Um, you know, that, that whole thing's been, you know, resolved. And he transfers to SMU. But he's got four years of eligibility. And that's a recruit that SMU historically hasn't landed, especially on the offensive line. So that's a guy you kind of hope that by the time SMU is in a Power 5 conference, that's a guy who's a Power 5 offensive lineman. What about, um, what about SMU basketball? Pac-12 is not good in basketball right now. Uh, they're in a bit of a transition year with a new coach. Have you seen signs from that program? Well, we, we all got excited in the Dallas area about going over there to uh, the renovated uh, Moody, and that was kind of fun. And then obviously they've had some, some you know, hadn't been a great year. I think they've shown signs. Like going into a Houston game, um, like do people, is, like, is there any chance they would have of knocking off the Cougars? Like where, where is that uh, – where is that program right now? Is it just a full transition, or already are you already kind of seeing signs where, hey, this I, I think he may be able to to get this thing going? I'd categorize it as they are looking towards next year in development. Okay, uh, I, I think that this, and to be honest with you, that's something Rob Lemire, the the new SMU men's basketball head coach, has kind of said from the beginning. Hey, <laughs> this is not gonna, this is not Rome wasn't built in a day. We've got a lot of work to do. I'm not even putting a timetable on it when they could turn a quarter. That's kind of what he said. And honestly, the season's lived up to that. You know, you got nine wins only at this point. There's been a lot of close losses that have been a little bit disappointing. Um, you know, they nearly beat Wichita State, though. But I, I will say they've been playing better basketball late. They knocked off Temple when George Kleofkoff was there, and Temple's been playing good basketball. Obviously, they woke in Houston tonight, and that's a beast in its own. Um, but, if you know, I, you know, you never say never, but that's I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put the spread too close on that one tonight. Um, so I think they're more of a, just about trying to have little moments and seeing some of these guys develop. they got a point guard from Duncanville named Zerk Up Alps, who's in his second year, um, and he's really stepped up. He's developing. If that's a guy you can retain, maybe the development that happened this year will help a lot next year. So that's kind of their goal as of right now. All right, have you gotten to see my man Trey Johnson from Lake Highlands play in person? Joe, you uh... – you, you cover SMU. You've covered high schools. I mean, you dabble in a little bit of everything over there at the Dallas Morning News. But you, you really do love the uh, the high school level. Um, have you gotten to see some Lake Highlands games this year? And uh, I, I this is going to be a fun. In fact, I got my, uh, let's see, Friday, tomorrow night, I think it's Plano West, Lake Highlands. And I'll be attending that game. Have you gotten to see Trey in person? And if so... How does he stack up with some of these other unbelievable players that have come out of the Metroplex, including the guy at Duncanville, Ron Holland? Yeah, I, uh, I got to see him as a freshman actually once, and that's the only time I've seen him in person. But this year I did see him at the airport. I, I was going – I forget where I was going, but Lake Highlands was going to a tournament in Florida, and our gates were right next to each other. So I got a chance to see what he looked like in person. And um, he, he's definitely – he looks legit. <laughs> um, I'm sure – you know, it's pretty interesting how the, that Richardson kind of Dallas area has really produced a lot of talent of late, um, you know, between uh, Trey Johnson, Casey Wallace. Um, there's been some good players that come out of there of late, and uh, Trey's obviously kind of, you know, stacks up with the best of them. All right, you want to go see them as they're headed to state. They'll go to Austin, 6'6", six, six, maybe 6'5", six, but shooting guard. 
unbelievable. Of course, Jacoby Walter, what I don't understand is why these guys commit and then go to prep school. You know, they leave all their their friends and family and go off to, like, Missouri. And I get it. You get to work on your skills, and maybe you're on TV more. But the truth is there's not that many people to come to your games and all that. So I get that there's a reason for it. Maybe there's some money involved. Who knows? But I, it's always weird to me how Dallas Fort Worth crew, you know, produces these unbelievable players, and some of them, like Keontae Georgia Baylor, ends up at IMG in, you know, uh, in Florida and all that. You've seen it happen. Joseph, that's a good story, by the way. I, you may have written about this a bunch, but to me that, that would be an interesting story. Why do these unbelievable players, they're already committed, they already know where they're going to go, and then they ended up finishing up their like, senior year you know, way away from our, their friends and family and the people they've gone to school with for the last 10 years? Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, I mean, I think especially in basketball there's more – there's more AU culture. There's more, you know, group think, I guess. There's more, hey, you come play with me, and we'll go play here together. Um, you know, it's kind of – I mean, you see it in the NBA a lot. Hey, let's build a super team. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of ditch everything we already had. So, I mean, obviously there's other extraneous factors and, and things that play into it. But to your point, yes, it's, it's almost, almost becoming more common for DFW players to leave, uh, the high-end ones, so, but which makes the stories of Trey Johnson and then Case and Wallace and some other guys that have kind of stuck around even more interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of these schools end up on probation. Maybe it's easier if they go somewhere else to not end up in that kind of situation. Uh, Joe, great to uh, great to visit with you. Thanks for doing this. I was sitting there today reading that story and then thinking about realignment and all of that, and I thought, man, i got to get Joe on the uh, horn, and I appreciate you jumping on with us. Of course, yeah. But my last thing about realignment is always expect the unexpected. So, you know, we we feel like we know some things now, but you know, there's always a chance it could uh, turn on its head before we uh, before you have a chance to grasp it all. So, yeah, but, hey, yeah. Why, always a pleasure. Yeah, you know, on that point, why don't the big why don't the Big Twelve just pull a last minute thing on Klavkov and uh, and say, hey, we're taking SMU. You guys seem to be having some problems. We'll go ahead and take them, and we may even take San Diego State. I mean, let's. I just want to put that one out there. That's a theory that that's a theory that's been passed around between um, between SMU fans for sure. So okay, <laughs> we'll okay. see. We'll see what actually happens when things uh, when the pen hits the paper. All right, all right. Thanks, you. Thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. All right, Joseph Hoyt, Dallas Morning News. Some interesting stuff there on uh, the Pac-12. How SMU is involved. And it is weird for SMU to be so excited at possibly getting in a Power 5. Meanwhile, the Power 5 is struggling to get a media rights deal done. And uh, there's some strange things going on there. Boy, great to be at the Baylor Club today.